All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one <laughs> pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie number Music one. TV, where we have our special guest. We'll introduce shortly, Miss Mila Moore. Certainly. I'm very excited to discuss um, her career. Stuff and things. Her as a human being. Stuff and things. And her thoughts on many different things going on yeah. in the world. Yeah. Considering that maybe we could get kind of get into – is she – would you say she's Generation X? I, I I stopped counting after Y. 
No. There's only one letter left, but I still stopped. No, I gotta, I gotta ask. I, fig- I, I gotta figure out where she falls in there. But New first, uh, horse euthanized hours before the Preakness yesterday, suffering an injury. Why do you give me these what do you, stories? What are you thinking about that, dude? We lost a, a horse before the Preakness, broke its ankle, and I think they euthanized the horse right on the track. Hey, you know, we're, as you know, things are getting more and more sensitive. Certain subjects are getting very sensitive. But I'm being serious. You think there'll come a day where there won't be horse racing anymore? Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is part of the business? Or do no, you think that not it's a, a brutal sport that just should be I don't think it's, I don't eliminated? Think it, I don't think it's brutal, but I do think that lately there's been a lot of... This is not the first time we've heard recently of these horses suddenly passing away before races. Well, Something's any horse wrong. That, any horse that breaks a leg usually equals death, right? Right. And when you race like that, you know that right. it's sooner or later going to happen. Right. I'm and not I mean, sure. there's a lot of people out there that feel that horse racing is inhumane. Right. They probably don't like heavy metal either, though. So you're kind of not, not giving me anything on this. Do I'm kind of giving think, you. Do you think that horse racing should be eliminated? No. Or is it just part of the life? I, th- I think that who's ever responsible for making sure that the horses are cared for better should crank it up a notch. That's what like I, form, I mean. Isn't that a know. form of speciesism, though? Like, what makes us better than horses? You, have you ever gambled on a horse? Yes or no? Yes. Leave me alone. <laughs> Next. Unfair. Unfair <laughs> retort. <laughs> to the right I of the win. show is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Wait. Farrow. Jimmy, oh. along oh. with his partner, Bart Griggs, <clears throat> makes up the band Wisteria Hall. What? Wisteria Hall could be heard and downloaded uh, on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe. Mm -hmm. Go to Spotify, Apple Music, or Reverb Nation. If you didn't know, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Download us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York. Lucky. Uh, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. and Channel 20 every Wednesday at 7 p.m. That's three times a week where over 150,000 viewers will see our special guest, Miss Mealamore, in the reduced version of the reduced. show we're presenting right now. And again, I want to remind the fans reduced. out there, reduced. there's a free app. It's a call like a startup, right? Like a Netflix or a Hulu, right? Sure. It's called Intuitive. Right. Want to spell that for the people? I'll give my best shot. I-N-2. Oh, it's right there. I-T-I-V-E. Intuitive Network. Download it where you get free movies, you get free documentaries, and most importantly, free. you get Monty and the Pharaoh. Free. And it's free. Free. Hit a button. Shows up on your phone. Go on your TV. Go through Roku. Put it on your TV. We're making this easy for you, folks. It is so easy. Free. We'll be right back where I'm excited. Um, yeah. To have. How excited are you? Uh, very excited because we actually have this generation's wrestler in house, and we, we rarely do? we rarely do this type of show. So. What the grandpa tour is over for tonight? What do you say? Grandpa. Well, well, no, not for her, but <laughs> no, for us. The for grandpa us. Tour is for over. us. It's over. Miss Mila Moore. We'll be right back in a sec. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. 
And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, where we have Miss Mila Moore. How are you? <laughs> All right. So we were discussing earlier, Long Island native. Yes. Yep. So from we, West Islip. <laughs> from West Islip. Mm-hmm. So being a wrestler now mm-hmm. and being part of the WWE at some point, did you have a lot of high school people reaching out to you saying, oh, my God? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually re- weird because I had a small group of friends growing up. I didn't. I was not the popular girl in high school. But then all of a sudden, now it's like <laughs> everyone from high school reaches out. <laughs> You tell anybody to buzz off? Yeah. You did. Good for Basically. You. Nice. So you graduated 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was trying to think, you haven't even have ready for your 10-year reunion yet. No. Oh, my God. Oh. Are you going to go? We're not even. I don't think so. She's not even going to go. Minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait. wait hold you. on. Who needs them anyway? Isn't that the perfect opportunity no, to show all those <laughs> former? Maybe. We'll see. We'll and be see. like, hey, well, it's well, me. It Hello. It's me. That would be the only reason I do go if it was. Just to rub it in. Bring him, he'll help you. He'll be like, ah, you know who this is? Did you ever have a guy like in high school that you were into or something like that that didn't give you the time of day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That reaches out now? Yeah. Oh, a load of this. Best feeling in the world. Wow. (laughs) Wait a minute, so what's that like? Like, what did they reach out through Facebook? Like, how's how's it? Or like Instagram. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to stop using First of all, we shouldn't be. No one uses Facebook anymore. In fact, don't even allow me to. So they reach out through three. What do they say? Hey, yeah, or they'll just start liking all your stuff. And (laughs) how do they try to mend? Like you know, hey, I'm the guy who was addicted to you that you like. By the way, you're hot now. How's it going? I mean, how do you? That's like I'm. I'm always in Florida now. Like we should hang out. Oh, that's nice. So alligators. Is that what you wrote back? (laughs) That's that is. The best right. Song, That's gotta feel good. Oh though. yeah, it does. Fuck off and do die. You, all right. Yeah. Be honest. Do you tease them a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. To. So what do you, you do? To. So like, what do you, like? What's it like? What do you, you say? You have to feel like a little flirty back, but never actually. Well, you set a bikini shot just to torture them. <laughs> I mean, what do we tell? No, we... no. You just have to be like, oh, maybe. Like, we'll see. Maybe. Oh, oh my god, oh. dude! I feel the pain. It's not even me. I feel bad for that guy. You've been played. Oh my god. You have to make sure they know they've been played. Good for you. God. Good for you. If they were jerks, then guy showing all his now. friends. Yeah. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm hooking up. She <laughs> likes me. Oh, I, I'm gonna date a wrestler. Oh. I can't. Oh my god, good for you. So you no longer live on the island. Yes, you moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Why did you escape the island? <laughs> <laughs> well, the snow is the first reason. Two, I just I knew actually. So when I was in high school and I was looking for colleges, I only applied to schools in Florida. So I'm like, if this is the last time I do something on my parents' dime, I should be in Florida. That just, sure. just felt right. Okay. <laughs> so All I moved right. to St. Augustine. I went to Flagler College. Um, and then after, I think my last year there is when I started training in Orlando. Like once a week, I would drive to Orlando to train. And then once I graduated, I was just like, let me just fully do this and move to Orlando and train for real and see what happens. <laughs> what did you get your degree in? Hospitality. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I feel comfortable. <laughs> 
hospital? <laughs> what? That guy on the other side of Instagram is going to go to the hospital. The guy on the Instagram probably whatever, has right? a Facebook account, too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So you're part of the newer generation. Now, okay, are you Generation X? What generation are you? I'm trying to think where you're at. Have you been classified yet? She I has feel to like be classified. I've, I've, I know this. I I've could probably Google this. it, but my yeah. siblings are millennials, and they always talk about how I'm Generation whatever, right. X or Z or something. Is it like Z? That. It might be Z because that's the end of the alphabet. There's Maybe. nothing left after that. <laughs> Wait a minute, what comes after so, R? If there's nothing left after that, <laughs> one of the questions. Okay, that. it's over. <laughs> Obviously, a younger wrestling fan, but we lost superstar Billy Graham last week. Did you know anything about Billy Graham? And not too much. Not no, too much. No. So. As a wrestler, do you look at the lineage of what was before you, or where does the lineage start for someone like yourself? Yeah, I think that's really important. I don't think I found that too important when I first started, um, until I really started to get in the wrestling community, um, and I trained with under Devon Dudley, so he makes sure we know, you know, what's before us, and once I got to NXT, that was a huge part of it, watching back matches from before, and making sure, like, you know your history, um, so I try to do my best, but there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. <laughs> you, you mentioned Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Uh, if I, I read a little bit about you before you came in, and you mentioned that Rhea Ripley, uh-huh. and we had discussed on the show, Rhea Ripley compared to China already. We were just, mm-hmm. you know, and Mike pointed out that, hey, you know, she's probably got her own generation now that are completely... What yeah. does Rhea Ripley mean to you in, in this business and, and the way she's advanced? Yeah, she was actually a huge... Like, when I first started wrestling, she was probably my favorite. She was in NXT when I moved to Orlando. And I remember going to an NXT show, and, like, my whole goal was, like, I want to see Rhea. I want to see Rhea. Um, Because she was just, like, you don't see girls like her anymore, really. Like, she's beautiful, but she's she's tough. She's hardcore, you know. Um, So that's really nice to see on TV, too, just different kinds of women on TV. She really stood out to me, and I... I was like, oh, I want to be that strong. <laughs> Are you aware of who Fabulous Moolah is? Yes. <laughs> Any thoughts on her day? Have you looked back at the old school way the ladies used to wrestle in the old times and checked that out? What's your opinion on that stuff? Yeah, I think um, Yeah, I think the way women have advanced in wrestling is very nice to see because now there's just all sorts of different kinds, and um, even how they're just represented now is very different. So I think that's important, too. Um but, you know, the woman, like, during that time is the reason that we can have women wrestling now. So that's, you have to look back and see that. I mean, you're at the perfect time right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the women revolution has yeah. never been bigger. Right. And, uh, you know, yep. at some points it's actually much more important than the men's division at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, do you feel that you're going to c- continue on with this career for a long time? long time or what's your feelings i hope so uh i think so i feel like once you start wrestling it's just like it's so addictive it's like Mm. in your blood i feel like almost you can't like i can't imagine doing anything else really so i yeah i hope to have a now were were any of your parents wrestling fans no well my dad was a fan he wasn't like a hardcore fan but he had a godson a year older and younger than me and every year we'd go to a wrestling show so i like watch it then but then once i got into college was when women's evolution and so I really got into it then. That's when I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. We used to go see shows. But even when I was in college, my dad would fly to um, Florida just to come see shows with me. And like in Daytona, my mom flew down to go to Miami once and go to a show. So. But you were attracted more towards the women's end yeah. of it then, yeah. right? More than the men's yeah, end. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Jimmy asked you before, was it, it was Rhea that kind of dragged you into oh, this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I remember when she started NXT was when I was like, Oh, I want to do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And how about Charlotte and uh, Becky? And yeah, uh, so I think Charlotte's like my all-time favorite women's yeah, wrestler. I think she's the best women's I, wrestler they have. We agree on this show. <laughs> and, um, so, so yeah, she definitely was a huge inspiration in that. How do you feel about Sasha Banks jumping to Japan? I think she's do what makes you happy. I think the ultimate goal for wrestlers is wrestling full-time somewhere. That's like the goal. So to me, it doesn't really matter where you go. Um, I don't know the whole full story of why she left or all that backstory, but I think as long as she's wrestling and she's happy, that's fine. <laughs> Did you find a lot of politics when you were in WWE? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even just in WWE. In wrestling in general, it's all... You have to learn how to work the politics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, what what are the politics of... The, what is the dance in, in, yeah. in wrestling? Just knowing who... Who doesn't like who? Who likes hmm. who? Who can make the bigger decisions? You know, like, who to look out for? Who's watching you to make sure, like, I'm going to talk to the top guy to make sure you get on the show or don't get on the show, you know? So. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm not sure there could ever be another Shawn Michaels pulling the strings behind the scenes, but have you seen... Some who do have that some sort of pull that way behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. There that, so absolutely. there is that kind of playing going yeah, on back absolutely. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all, all big work. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Devon, yeah. right? Devon. We mm-hmm. obviously he has a wrestling school and he's teaching you how to wrestle. But does he teach you the politics? Does he talk to you he about does. the politics? Yeah, he's that's probably something he's very been upfront, open about. Is he'll tell you he, he gets like PC about some things, but. He makes sure to know. And I remember when I first got signed, I called him immediately. And he was like, congrats, whatever. And then a few days later, he called me back and was like, I just want to let you know, now is the time to have tough skin. I was like, mm. okay. So I think he was, like, preparing me for that. And then if anything would happen, I would tell him everything. And he was like, okay, like, you need to, <laughs> it's okay. You need to have tough skin. You need to know who to be nice to, who to, you know, watch out for. So he's very open to the politics and it being there and all that. So when you finally get into NXT, mm-hmm. and who was in your class at the time you were there? Like the talent? Yeah. I got signed with like Nikita Lyons, um, Tatum Paxley, Maxine Dupree. So pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, good class, good group, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, they, did they try to go out of their way to make it easy, or, or were you guys fighting? No. Uh, we weren't fighting. Um, Are you looking to go ahead? The the group was very good together. Um, yeah, we, we became very close very quickly, I'd say. So that that was nice to have like a little group, little community to go to. But so but so did anybody try did they try to hold you down or is everybody trying to I don't want to call it backstabbing, right? Because right? Right. everybody wants a spot. It's yeah. like just anything in life, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to make more money. And you know, and not that someone goes out of their way, but mm-hmm. the people did they go out of their way to, you know, make sure that they, they they stomped on you. Yeah, so it's funny. So right before we reported, I think all the girls and all the guys had, like, group chats. Um, and then I remember someone saying to me when I started there, like, like be careful. You're really close to these girls now. But once you guys, like, few people start getting on TV, none of you are going to be friends. Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Once certain people got on TV and, like, got higher, um, then the group, like, faded very quickly. Because everyone, they just kind of, it's not even WWE. I think it's entertainment. It's just you are, this is your job and you have to look out for yourself, you know? Especially now it's so cutthroat where it's like, you really can't, like, stop to hold someone's hand or, you know, to look out for someone else because they're probably not looking out for you. So I think that was known very quickly. I wouldn't say people purposely backstabbed each other, but I think we knew very quickly that um, this is about ourselves. (laughs) 
and that's just how it was. Was it was it easier for you? To, was it easy for you to adjust to all of this stuff? I mean, you're coming from West Islip, and all. Well, of, and, and you got so you Devon. Devon says, "Hey, you got to get thick skin." Mm-hmm. But when it actually starts happening, how does that affect you emotionally? Yeah, it did a lot. It was. I remember calling up my sister-in-law a few times to be like, "This was like I trained physically, like to be physically tough and in shape for this, but I never imagined like how mentally." It is really like it just draining, like in a good, good and bad way, you know. Like I just, I never expected it, but yeah, it it took a toll on everyone, like mentally, emotionally. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm not. We're not trying to get dirt. I'm just trying to understand. We're not. No, no we're not. But I mean, <laughs> of all the women, who who was the most brutal when it Ooh. came to this? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Again, we, we're under the understanding that this is business. Yeah. People want to make million dollars. They want to be in the WWE. So I'm not saying it's unfair that they're doing it. I just want to know who was the most brutal at, like, really was cutthroat. Right. Uh, I think everyone had their, like, sneaky way of doing it. Like, they never really made it known. Um, But in my group, I wouldn't even say in my group, but... I don't know. There's just a lot of people that in their own way did it. It wasn't really anyone specifically, I would say. Um, And not even purposely, but just when they would get a bigger opportunity, they would kind of, like, shut everyone else out, you know. But it wasn't – I don't think it was anyone specifically, truly. It was kind of everyone in their own way. Did they ever go out of their way in the ring to make you look bad? Uh, I never had that experience in NXT. Um, Not that I – know of i know of like other girls that said other girls did that to them but i've never had that i've had great experiences right i feel like with every match i've had there so obviously you have promo class too who was running promo class when you were in nxt it was ryan katz when i when i first started after he got released for a little bit it was steve carino was running it actually steve carino yeah and then we had an acting coach that would come in and like actually give us the prompts (laughs) how did you find carino to be as a coach oh he's amazing amazing Yeah. yeah He was mostly talk. running like the tag team classes, really. But he was, whenever he was, whenever you had a conversation with him, he just was amazing. So it was you know back in the day, right? It wasn't scripted; people would just say whatever. Right. And now the WWE is more like a television yeah, show, right? Absolutely. So did they give you scripts to read and tell you, okay, perform this script? Yeah. Um, even for we have PC Lives, just just like a mini show, just for it's, you do a show in front of Bloom and Shawn Michaels <laughs> and um, all your peers are behind you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and so even for those, they would give us a script for promos. So, yeah, and you had to memorize every everything. <laughs> so you mentioned Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know what he meant to the industry. Right. What was that like reading a promo in front of Shawn oh, Michaels? Oh, my gosh. I always say now, especially at, like, indie shows, I'm like, I just have fun now because I'm nothing will compare to right. <laughs> doing a show just for Shawn Michaels, who's gonna right. like no sell and let's look you dead in the eye, and nothing nothing can compare to that. It's the most you know nerve wracking thing, but and he wouldn't sell for you at all. He just oh, stare no, yeah. right at you. <laughs> yeah, him and Bloom would just look at you. But <laughs> it was, wow, yeah. So you never knew, you never knew what you were getting. But he was so sweet, so sweet. Was he? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So. It, Go a little deeper into that, right? So the Shawn Michaels, again, we're fans, right? Yeah. You, you're the wrestler. We're a fan. But the Shawn Michaels we heard of and know was not a good human being. I mean, you talk about backstabbing <laughs> Back in the day. people. Right, but right. when you talk about backstabbing people he was to get king. what you want, he was the master <laughs> Back of in the this. Day. Explain the Shawn Michaels that Mila Moore knows. Yeah, so I think it might be different now that he's not in the talent. You know, he's more of like the – you know, business side of it. Cause I know D- Devon even was like, 
he's like, I don't know how Sean's going to act like when I go there and stuff. So, so he told you, yeah. be careful of Sean Michaels. He's a problem. Yeah, well, he didn't, yeah, he didn't say really it was a problem, but Devon was a, he became a, like a producer for NXT, mm-hmm. um, recently before he ended with WWE. Um, and I remember him telling me, like, I don't know how he's going to act around me. <laughs> so I knew that, like, people had, some people had heat with him and whatever, but, but he was very sweet to us, um, as talent. And he was always, you can go to him for anything. And he was very open. Very open. Yeah. So two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. You get the call mm-hmm. that you get into NXT and then you get the release. Yeah. Start with the call uh-huh. and <laughs> then start what your feelings were after the release. The call of the release. How about yeah. the call that you got the job? So I actually got, I didn't even get a call. I got the job. I got told that day of the tryout. Um, after our tryout, we were all in different locker rooms. <clears throat> and they were like, okay, like we'll let you know within the month. And then all of a sudden someone came in and kept calling girls' names one by one. And every time a girl would come back, they'd be like, I got signed. <laughs> what? It's happening right now? And so I remember every girl got called. And then it was like, dead silence for a bit and I was the last girl that got calls but in that time I was like there's too many girls like (laughs) so I went back there and they brought me into like a tiny room and it was just a table and it was Regal um Triple H and then cameras (laughs) and Triple H which has got to be like oh my god right it's like okay and they're like sit down in this chair and then he's like okay we're gonna sign you and And that's the first you had seen of Triple H since you got there oh he was at our tryout okay so you saw him during the the tryouts okay (laughs) and but talking to him one-on-one like that was just sitting at a table with just (laughs) cameras it's like okay where am I so he's like Triple H (laughs) you're signed uh (laughs) We want exactly. you to join. <laughs> where, where? Winka. <laughs> Wink, that's funny you say that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I know this guy or what? <laughs> yeah. That's great. So you're on cloud nine. Oh, you yeah. go through the whole thing. How, what about when you got the call you never wanted to get? Yeah. Um, that day I had a PC Live, one of our uh, little shows there. Um, I got home, and I remember I was so tired, because you're there all day long. Um, and I was actually on my couch, t- like, taking a nap, dozing in and out. And then I... Woke up and I had a missed call from WWE, and I was like, oh. But I, so, this I don't know if this sounds bad. So, I took a drug test that day, but the one before that, I failed. But, like, I didn't do drugs, I swear. <laughs> like, but it was like, they found out why. But then, so that one, they called me, and I was like, oh, my drug test. Like, something right. had to happen with that. Mm-hmm. So, I called back immediately, and it was Laurenitis. <laughs> like, oh. my body just froze. Like, I don't even remember what he said, truly. I just remember hearing his voice and, like, freezing like literally being paralyzed and it was like probably a 30 second call right and then i just hung up and i was just like like in shock mm. <laughs> what do i do so yeah like the first person i called was devon okay and what did devon say to you he was just like let me call you back um and i think he called lauren Ias and talked to him and he's like we'll talk and like whatever come to class we'll talk so he's been he was in contact with bloom a lot for me after that too just to, like things we need to work on to get back there and you know so he was very helpful in all of that. But he was like, okay, be calm. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, it's going to tell you that. I was like, okay. Is it in your plans to get back there? Absolutely. Yeah. It, in my plans, it's just to wrestle full time. I don't think, I have zero desire of like, I want to be at this promotion or, you know, right. this company. It's just okay. to wrestle is the goal. Okay. I want to bring it back to Devon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did he turn into a bit of a father figure to you? Absolutely. I always call him my Florida dad. Yeah. Because he, because I went to a really bad wrestling school at first when I went to Florida. Was that Bubba Ray school? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Me? 
tables. That's great. That is great. (laughs) No, No, it was it was a really bad school, and I didn't realize how bad it was, how bad the trainer was. He didn't know anything. And so when I went, to, and he took a lot of advantage of everyone there. So when really? I went to Devon's, he knew about that. And he immediately was like, like, took me in and was like, no, like, I will not let anyone take advantage of you like that. So, wow. so yeah, I call him. And he's always like, call me, call my sons for anything you need. Like, not even wrestling related. Call me. Like, if you're ever in trouble, call me. And so, yeah, he's definitely been a big father figure there. I got to tell you, I'm marking out for Devon a bit. I love Devon. <laughs> I mean, I love Devon. He seems like he really cares he, about his he students, does, which is incredible. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. So can I ask you this? Devon, you call. Clearly, he's shocked that they're yeah. releasing you, right? Because he was working with them yeah. at the time, too. Yeah. So now he's got to make a call to find out. Mm-hmm. Could you share why they released you? Really, there wasn't any. And this comes back to politics, too. There really wasn't any reason. Uh, but we think the whole reasoning was... So when I got signed, I was I heard from the coaches I was a maybe the whole tryout, and then once I did my promo, Triple H wanted it to be a yes, and he he really pushed for me there. Okay. Um, which all, they all told me that Triple H was the one that was like, no, we're signing her. <laughs> and um. So like I said, my skills over Matt's skills, right? You got to think, and mm-hmm. I'm a big Mike person because right. I feel like you could always get better at your wrestling mm-hmm. and get better at your mic. But if you have that natural mic skill, that's great. You'll hook ahead, them into the match if yeah. you're a great right. talker. Yeah. yeah. Alone. And um. <clears throat> Uh, so I think the which Devon thinks also the whole Laurenitis was firing all of Triple H's people. So I think I was just caught in that that Triple H really pushed for me. So that, is that a Vince thing so telling Laurenitis to fire all of Triple H's? So I mean I don't want to connect dots like this. No, but, but basically right. that's. Because when sounds Vince, like it, yeah, that that rumor was going around that they were eliminating Triple, Triple H. H. People said that that's oh, bullshit, shit. but that apparently seems to be the case, there right? might be something to that rabbit. So, is All there right. other people released that with Triple H's? Um, well, I know the people in the main roster were like, I think like Dakota Kai. She's back now. He brought her back, right? But he got rid of because she was a Triple H girl, um, right? So there was a lot of a few of those people, I think. Okay. Yeah, there are big Triple H people. Do you draw inspiration from Drew McIntyre, considering in the beginning of his WWE career, he was Vince's handpicked project, right. got, didn't get over, mm-hmm. was, was let go, mm-hmm. went to the Indies, comes back, beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> I, do you find him to be an inspiration for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I think right when I got released, I always thought about that. Um, because I always say now, like when I was there, I had very little confidence, very, very little, because I knew, like... I haven't been training this long. I don't really deserve to be here. But, like, all the athletes that got signed with me didn't have that same mentality. They're all just like, we deserve to be here. Even though right. We know nothing. And right. I just, I didn't have that. And I think that that messed me up part. when I was there. It's, it's a big Yeah, part. it is. And it I is. knew in my head, like, no, a lot of other people worked a lot harder to be here. And they're not. And some people aren't even here, and they should be. Um, so but thanks to your experience now there, you can now feel the comfort level you should have felt there everywhere you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, being in the Indies now, I always say that, like, that's probably the best thing that could have happened for me. Right. Because now I have – I'm just having fun now, and I have so much more confidence, and I'm meeting people that I would never have met before if I was still in NXT. So I think that's, like – it's like a gift and a curse. Like, the obviously, I don't – like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I was happy I was released, but I think it was, like – Behind the scenes, the best thing I could have happened for me. But when that did happen, on the initial part of Mm -hmm. it, were you like, I'm done. I'm done now. I don't, I've lost my dream. I'm no longer It would be natural to come across. Did you have that thought? I don't think I did. I think sometimes, no, I I don't think I did. In my head, it was more like, 
I didn't get signed to, like, not finish what I started, you know? So that was kind of my whole... Because even my mom, when I first called her to tell her, she was like, okay, well, like, you did it. You achieved your dream. And I'm like, no, I'm not Ah, done. Like, that was, like, my whole, like, I didn't do everything I wanted to, so I'm not... No, I'm not done. (laughs) So... That was my mentality. So that's more. a great attitude. So yeah. where a lot of people would probably maybe fall into a little bit of depression right. and not come out of their apartment for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, you were like, I'm shaking this off and I'm yeah. starting over. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's good to be 20-something. <laughs> so, now, so can I ask you the more adult Mila mm-hmm. against the high school Mila, yeah. which I'm kind of assuming from our conversation that the high school Mila was kind of a little bit mousy, quiet. Very. <laughs> What changed you? Did wrestling change you into the Mila that you are now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was so shy in high school. I would never talk to anyone. Even, like, my parents, my whole family, my grandpa always says, like, you are the last kid in the family we would have thought became a wrestler. And now you're torturing the captain of the football team <laughs> exactly. who can't get a date with you. Very nice. But I think that's what wrestling does to you, though. It gives you that, like, sense of... Confidence. Yeah, and, like, yeah. to be someone else, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. To get out of it. That was my whole thing, getting out of your comfort zone was huge. But once you're out, you're out, you know? It's like, you can do anything. Because even, just... it depends who I'm with, though. I feel like in, like, a wrestling environment, I'm good. But now it's like, if I'm with people who don't get wrestling or don't, I don't know. It's like, I'm very, like, <laughs> how you did know? You, how did your body take to wrestling over the years? Oh, are, gosh. Are you doing good or are you, like, oh, I'm 25, but I feel like I'm 50? <laughs> I mean, where Sometimes, are we Sometimes, yeah. Okay. I, I think that was a big wake-up call. I think when I first started, I had, like, a permanent knot on my spine Ooh. from, like, the ropes. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. It, oh. Like, it took a lot. Or, like, when I first started, it was... Anyone that would even touch me in the ring, I'll get a bruise. <laughs> like, I don't know how. And then now I feel like I'm a lot, a lot better, a lot. But still, it's that doesn't feel great. <laughs> Mila, wrestling, like you spoke, you're like wrestling's its own little, like it's the the world, but your your own private microcosm yeah. between all the wrestlers. One thing that seems to be happening with our older generation that we bring in here, right? They were drinkers, partiers, things like that. Your generation, um, which, by the way, is Generation X. I it's, <laughs> Let me it's, fact it's, check. Um, <laughs> I thought we were. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on here. So you guys are more into, like, the video games thing. But the one thing that seems to be a little more rampant is uh, you guys getting into relationships with mm. each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been in any relationships with any wrestlers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, not like real relationships, but the, yeah, especially the PC, it's a bubble. It's a true bubble. Like, and it's very high school. It's the only people you see ever, right. really. And you all become friends and like, so you don't hang out with people outside of there because you're, you're there with each other all day, every day. So it definitely becomes a big high school there. Hmm. So what man attracts Mila more? Like what, I don't know what man attracted you in high school, but as a wrestler, did, did that change? Um, did you become more attracted to a certain type of man? Yeah, I think I always, I don't know, I'm always attracted to like the loud, annoying ones now. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the quiet ones I can't handle. Interesting. You know? I can't handle yeah. that. Okay. All right. Well, how about the, the size? Like, So the men nowadays in wrestling mm-hmm. seem to be a bit smaller, right? Um, yeah. Not necessarily all WWE guys, right. but just in general mm-hmm. in wrestling. Are you into the bigger guys? And the reason I ask this, uh-huh. and again, I'm just asking. I don't know. We are just fans. I had read that you were involved in a relationship with Wardlow. <laughs> and Wardlow she looks obviously is the next, if Tony Khan doesn't jack it up, which yeah, he's already well, done and tried his best, little bit. is the next big step. But he's right. a big, massive guy and has the look. 
And I don't know if you were in a relationship right. with him, so I'll ask, and you don't have to answer. <laughs> were you in a relationship? Are you in a relationship with Wardlow? And is that the type of man that Neil Moore likes? Man. Uh, we weren't in, like, an actual relationship, <laughs> but we were very, like, flirty and, you know. Friendly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were very friendly. But that's funny. I didn't know that was, like, out there. How'd that get out <laughs> I was shocked by that. You got me. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you got me on that. <laughs> there we go. I don't see you blushing, though. You are a pro. They taught you, you are, well you, in promo class. They you, did. You can't, you can't blame Gosh, you, you did well with that, that one. That is funny. I want to I go back to your parents, right? Um. What do they like when you say to them, "Hey, I'm, I want to be a wrestler"? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I were think they, at they first, must like, shocked. Yeah, they were shocked. Yeah. I think they didn't really know what that meant, or <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Okay, go have fun." We don't, I don't know. <laughs> so then, I think <sighs> once uh, they didn't, I wouldn't say they never took it seriously, but I don't think they ever realized what it would become. But they would come to some shows. They would in Florida. They would fly down to some shows and. Um, they were very shocked when I got signed, I think, just because they were like, you were the last person we would think would be a wrestler. So. But they see you take a bump. Did they, like, you know, flip oh, out? Oh, my mom can't watch me wrestle. She can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when you're training in NXT, does the WWE, do they pay for your apartment, or do you get a certain amount of pay? Is it enough to carry you on, or do you have to have a separate job to be working at the... Oh, no, they they pay you well there. They do? Yeah, yeah, they, they take So care the money's of good? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you see yourself, I know he asked, going back to WWE, or is AEW uh, another venue that you're looking at that possibly getting into? Yeah, absolutely. I started training a lot with Jay Lethal, actually, out in um, Tampa, Florida. Um, so that's, yeah, something I'm very interested in. So tell into. Wardlow to put a word that's in. so funny. <laughs> what the hell? Come on, Wardlow. So, Come on, Wardlow. Um, record, Wardlow actually has a girlfriend. Okay. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> All right. Listen, I didn't cause it. You started. It's, I, I always cause, cause problems with that, so it's Sean, fine. She's it's fine. unbelievable. Well, who's better looking, you or his girlfriend? I think. I think. Oh come on, it's her. It's her by a mile. I don't even have to see you. The other one looks like a wait, foot. Wait, I just got a message. Anyway. Wardlow just broke up with his girlfriend. There we go. <laughs> we're we're doing it again. How how do you find a Jay Lethal Lethal train? Like how does that even work? Right? Because. Okay. How, yeah, does, that, how does that work? Like, how do you yeah. find these guys? So I went to, after I was released, I think maybe in June, I went to an AW Dark taping. Gotcha. And I'm very good friends with Josh Woods. Who, okay. He was starting with AW gotcha. then. And we were talking, and I'm like, I just want to, I don't know, I love Devon, but I, I feel like people get stuck with one trainer. Right. And they just get, and you need to have a million different trainers. You're reinventing yourself. Yeah. And at the time, yeah. Devon was nice. a great connection to WWE, and I'm like, I need to see what my other options are, too. Um, so Josh Woods was like, you, you need to go to Jay. He's like, I'll put you in contact with him. And so we did. And I went one day and now like me and Jay are best friends. Like he's the best. And he really, he's someone, a trainer that cares so much about his students. So much. And he's still getting a push. Yeah, he's it. he's amazing. No, it's he's funny. Great. Today's generation seems to have a bit, much better experience with wrestling than the older it, guys. Well, did, it right? was way different back then. I mean, they're not they're not getting interfered with tons of cocaine and all the crazy shit. The steroids. I would hope the steroid thing is under control nowadays, right? Or you know. Oh uh, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> would, would you Would you have done something different? Now that you're a little more experienced, mm -hmm. now if you yeah. get put yourself in that same situation, so hopefully you do get re-signed for the WWE or into AEW. Yeah. Um, what would you do differently? 
I think my biggest problem, I had zero confidence. So I think now I just really wouldn't care what any, because I was, I cared so much about what everyone thought of you and like what they said behind your back. And I think now I would, I wouldn't care at all. Yeah. <laughs> you live longer with that. Attitude. Yeah. And now, cause Better they're off. not affecting, you know, your, your paycheck. So, <laughs> um, and I also, I had a small group of friends and I was there and I was supposed to be in a tag team when I got there. And I think I cared so much about, cause I knew, I knew wrestling kind of, you know, more than the athletes that just started. So I think I cared so much about making sure she was ready and like trying to get her along that I stopped thinking like, what do I need to do? Um, so I think I would really just care about myself when I was there and be big on that and not care if people thought negative about that. <laughs> Mandy Rose recently, right, mm-hmm. got released because of her not only fans page, but I forget what page she's on. Um, is that something that you would look into, that type of situation? Because, you know, again, wrestling is a great foundation, and I know mm-hmm. you want to be a wrestler, but also – you know, you're a very beautiful woman, attractive woman. Would that be a venue that you you want to go down to? I don't, I don't think people are bad or do anything bad for doing that. But personally, I I would try not to, um, just because I have a super young niece right now who's just my world, and mm-hmm. so I would love to tell her one day that I did it without doing that. Right. So that's that's really big for me. But I don't I don't think people are I don't think it's negative. But that's just my personal. That's your that's, road. Yeah. No, that's the road stuff. you choose. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, we're almost out of time. Um, what already? <laughs> already. Boom. Jeez. Um, where can people find you? Where can they see you? Where Where are you traveling all over the United States? Wrestling? Where? Or is it mostly in Florida? And mostly Jersey? in Florida. I work a lot with CCW in Florida, but we're we go to Nashville. They just went to LA, so they they go a lot of places. Um, but my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is all at it's Mila Moore. Being a wrestler, yes. you know how these wrestling fans are, yes. right? <laughs> how tough is it out there either being attacked on social media mm-hmm. or being stalked? Do you run into these situations a lot? Um, I've never been stalked, but it is a big fear of mine, especially when I was at the PC because every Tuesday we'd be at the PC and everyone would go there and people would kind of hang out and everyone lives very close there. So I always had a fear of like someone following us home because a lot of people lived in my apartment complex so that was always a big fear of mine um because you just never know and actually when I was released I just like went out that whole weekend and had like a binger and then I got a text like the Monday after from a random number like giving me ideas for wrestling like I'm sorry you got released like this is what you should do though and I was like I'm sorry like I don't really remember this weekend like I don't know who this is right, right. <laughs> and they're like oh no like I don't live in Florida I live in Idaho I was like, how did you get my number yeah. then? And they sent me the website they got my phone number on. Oh, and I looked wow. it up, and it had, like, my address, my parents' address, my phone number. That's so that, creepy. Yeah, so that's a big fear of mine now. Oh. <laughs> um, <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, have you heard the problems? And, it, again, like, how often were just regular fans hanging out to, at the performance center yeah. every day, right? A lot, yeah. Because they don't have a job, and they sit and there. And they know like, where it is. It's open, you know, so. And they just come in, and, and so yeah. you, are you constantly signing autographs? Like, how do you feel about that now, too, with uh, wrestlers being ha- harassed at the airport all the time, things like that, for autographs that people are selling? What are your feelings on that? Um, I don't, like, get too much into that, so I don't really find a problem with it but i guess like the bigger people do because well i mean eventually as you grow this is going to become your problem right yeah i have seen some wrestlers that like they have like 50 pictures at the airport like can you sign all these it's like no it's like so i know a lot of wrestlers are very firm and like i'll sign one thing per person 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's good to go harass wrestlers, but if you're a big fan, you see them, happen to see them, sure, go up to them, but to purposely go there and have a hundred pictures ready to go to sell them is <laughs> kind wow. of ridiculous. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining yeah. us. Incredible interview, incredible human being. I can't wait to see you in either AEW and the W. I will be... We'll be cheering you along every week uh, for sure. Jimmy, you got a final question? Heel or face? You like being a good guy or a bad guy? I, I mean, a good girl a or a bad girl. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> you like playing a, 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 a hero or a villain. How's that? I like being a heel. It's more fun. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's less pressure if you mess up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Now, when you go to independent shows now, are you like the big star that comes in there? Is everybody coming to you asking you for advice? Sometimes they do, and it's like, what? <laughs> Me? Me. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Get out of here, kid. You're bothering me. Some, some girls do that. Like, newer girls will do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. Right. Right. That's cool stuff. Yeah, it is cool. All right, Jimmy, send us on our way. You've been watching. Anything in between now and our regular show next week? Are we done? The, we, are, we are done just of regular shows. Nice. You've been watching. Watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until next Thursday, on behalf of Michael Monty, Miss Mueller on the couch, this is the Pharaoh. Later.